0: Join Dennis Seagrave for Den at Ten. Hello again. Well, just to recap on last week, I was talking about meeting or bumping into famous people as we went around and did different things that we used to do. One of the main places I saw people was the Royal Showground. We used to go down, take the caravan the day before the show started and stay for the full... Was it four days of the show? Go in every day. I was a member of the Agricultural Society, so we went and we got in every day. Saw lots of people like John Nettles, John Pertwee, several other people in there that were famous on television. Of course, being the royal show, I saw plenty of royalty. The Queen and Prince Philip going round, doing their bit going from place to place. I saw them going into the Royal Pavilion and touring the site in an open Land Rover. Saw Prince Philip's funeral yesterday. Very moving. A very loyal servant to our Royal family. Be sadly missed by all of them and by most of the nation. I stood at the side of the ring once, waiting for some tanks to come in for an army display, and I looked round to my right, and there was Princess Anne standing there. We were in the food hall one year, and uh, they were holding everybody up, and saying, oh, a VIP is coming through. Somebody wants to go and look at the Chatsworth farm shop stand. And I looked over the people to see what was happening, to see how long we were likely to be held up, and. I saw Prince Charles come in and I turned and I says, oh it's it's Prince Charles coming in he's having a wander around in here as well at which my lad says I'm going to go and shake hands with him and he dived off through the crowd and got up to the bit of a crowd barrier at the front he came back big grin on his face he said I did it shook hands with him and there was a woman walking behind him on her way back to her family. She says, yes, he did as well. Cheeky little beggar. But one of the other things I was talking about was different film sets where we'd been to different places and realised it was where things had been filmed. Well, we actually got one up on that over the last couple of years. We'd been to somewhere... First, that was then used as a film set. I've spoken before about going up to Scotland and staying in cottages around a lighthouse at the end of a long lane through open countryside and bits of moorland and past a tiny loch or lake, or me, I think they call it a mere that one. Well, we were watching on television a film in the Avengers series I think it was Avengers Endgame now I'll watch these to a degree but then I start to not exactly doze off but I start to lose interest on what's happening I start off okay and then I think oh it's all much the same again all of a sudden Elaine let out a squeal and says that's our lane you what? that's our lane Sure enough, there was this vehicle going down the lane towards a little bay. Then the scene changed and it was the village that we go to, which is next door to the lighthouse. New Asgard, it says as the title of the village in the film. When we were there last time, the road sign welcoming you to the village had had an addition at the bottom said twinned with new Asgard we thought that was quite funny but then we were watching the remake of Whiskey Galore and it showed them calling out the leader of the Home Guard because of this crime that was being committed pinching the whiskey and lo and behold, the leader of the Home Guard lived at the lighthouse where we go on holiday. We were there again. Lovely setting, lovely place. I can understand why they used used as a film set, but don't do, do too much, don't show it too much. We won't, don't want too many people up there, we want it for ourselves. Well, I've sulked a bit over recent weeks. I was running out of things to talk about. But a uh, bit of a change this week. Been able to get out and about do odd things. Started out uh, on Tuesday. My daughter said, come for a walk. We'll go down the local canal. I've not gone to that one from her house. I knew of it and I'd walked different parts of it but not that stretch near her house so we set off and came out of the estate into the bit more of the countryside we crossed, crossed over the old Nottingham Canal just a bit of a semi-watered weed grown channel across the fields now the old swing bridge was in one piece but Static, you couldn't swing it. It was just there to get the footpath from one side to the other. Within about 100, 150 yards, we came to the Erewash Canal. It's funny that, I suppose it's down to the canal companies being greedy and wanting their own water, that the Nottingham Canal and the Erewash Canal run side by side for quite a distance from Langley Mill, down towards Nottingham, down towards Stapleford in that area. We were strolling along and uh, looking at the view, looking at the canal and my daughter says, I don't think we've ever seen a boat on the times we've walked down here. And lo and behold, like a commentator's curse, a few seconds after she'd said it, a boat came chugging round the corner. He'd, uh, talking to him later, he said he'd left Langley Mill Basin that day and was making his way down towards the Trent and Mersey Canal, I think, eventually. I had a look and it was a wide lock as he was coming up to. And my daughter's stepson says, oh, I want to see a boat go through this lock. I want to see a boat go through a lock. So we settled down to watch him. But being how I am, I went and I had a look, and I says, oh, we've got a problem there. The bottom gates aren't closing properly. There's a gap between them. We'll have to sort that out before we can fill it. Well, it was a lone boater, and he tied up before the lock as you do to go and operate the lock and he walked over and I says I think you've got a problem here so between us all I mean there was four adults and a couple of children we opened and closed the gates and tried to work things free shut one gate shut the other gate see if we could sweep the sill off and get any obstructions out the way open the paddles to flush water through tried everything but we still couldn't get it quite right then we decided we'd try and close one gate and then the other that didn't work, there was still something blocking it and stopping them shutting but in the end we closed the other gate first and then shut and it formed a seal thank goodness for that so we went and open the top paddles. <laughs> One of which had got a security thing in it to stop the vandals. And the guy in the boat hadn't got a key to open it. So we only had three quarters of the paddles open. It took a bit longer to fill, but it filled up and we got there. Swung the gates open and let him in. Great. Swung the gates shut, and the top gates didn't shut. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? So we scratched our heads, me and this boater, trying to work out what we could do to sort things out. And he went off and was talking to Elaine and my daughter. And uh, my daughter's fella. And I was swinging on the gate and trying to move it. He started to swing on the one the other side to see if we could create a bit of a movement in the water to free whatever was blocking it. And that was when I heard Elaine turn round and say, He's like Fred Dibner, only it's canals, not steam engines. I didn't know whether to take that as an insult or a compliment. I think I took it as a compliment because I've always respected Fred Dibner's knowledge of steam engines and engineering. And I think she was hinting that I was like that with canals, a bit obsessive. And yeah, I do like the canals. Anyway, we, we persevered, we carried on. And we did the same at the top as we did at the bottom in the end. We shut one gate and then the other. Didn't work, so we swung them a bit and then we shut the opposite gate first. And it sealed. And we got him on his way. Emptied the, opened the bottom paddles and away he went. He chugged on and we shut the D8s. Looked at me watch it took us about an hour and tw- ten minutes to do all this. But I was determined He was. I wasn't going to leave him on his own to try and get through that lot. It was a broad lock, it was double gates. Big thing to try and work through. Most of the ones I'd been through were just narrow locks on narrow canal but this was big, broad stuff, heavy engineering. Anyway, that started the week off quite well. I'd got my hands on canal equipment. Then yesterday morning I'd got a I'd booked myself on as crew to go for a refresher course on boat handling and the routines on the Chesterfield Canal for the trip boats. Relearning where the turning points are for the crew at different cruises, how far we went, where we turned, how we handled different parts of the boat, what happened, the rules we got for any incidents, accidents. And I spent three hours, just the four of us, the skipper and three crew members, chugging up and down the canal, each taking it in turns to handle the boat, turn the boat, open and close the locks and go through the locks. One of the crew was a, was a lady that was new to us. She'd, uh, she'd done a little bit of tinkering before but never been on a canal and worked it properly. So it was, it was great. There was three of us basically teaching her what to do and how to do it in the basics of handling a boat. It refreshed our memory and gave her a bit of confidence to do what she'd got to do. It was a good morning, excellent weather. And it was nice that as we went along, different people, either walking or cycling were shouting across and saying it's great to see that boat back on the water. One or two were shouting when are your trips starting again? Not till the end of June. Not until at least June the 21st and then that's only if the recovery from COVID keeps going and we're allowed to reopen. But it was good to get out there. Get the feel of the boat again. Renew a few... Old friendships that built up while we were still operating oh, 12 months ago now. Have a laugh and a joke again. So the, uh, the time was improving. Then this morning, I went and got the caravan out of storage. Oh yes, that brightened everything up. Once I've got the van back on the road, there's there's life in the old dog yet. We can get out and about, go off and enjoy ourselves, find a site, pitch up and relax. I went and collected the van and do what I usually do at the uh, at that place, make sure the tow bars, the tow bar workings are greased and everything, not the actual socket where it fits onto the car, that's got to be dry because of the friction pads in the the toe joint. But where the toe bar goes in and out and puts the brakes on and off and then get underneath and oil the brake linkages, get all that ready, then on the way out, I always check the tyre pressures, make sure they're all right. They've got a air machine there, that uh, compressed air machine that uh, helps me keep the tyres right, make sure they're okay before we set off. Few jobs to do though. I got the I got the van home, and I think I've said before there was a bit of damage on the one side. I think the. People with the van next to us on the storage site had just nudged it with the, uh, the corner of their van as they'd reversed it in. I'm not accusing, I'm not blaming. It may not have been, but that's what it looked like. It was at the, the right height for that to have happened. Only very, very minor. They, if they did do it, they might not even know they'd done it. But it had loosened the screws in the skirt rail, pushed in the aluminium. Skin on the side of the van slightly, so it was a case of getting behind the aluminium skin and just pushing the dent out, then putting a fresh mastic behind the, silk, uh, the skirt rail, getting some new longer screws and screwing it all back into shape, cleaning up the mastic. Jobs are good and. I've got three new tyres, two for the van and one for the spare in the garage. My stepson will be down in the week and we'll jack it up, take the wheels off. He'll go and have the tyres put on, refit the wheels and the van is ready for the road again. All ready to, to book in. I think I've said we've already got sites booked for later on in the year that are a carryover from what we should have been doing last year. The site down in Gloucester we've got. We haven't got a date for it yet because we don't know when the Canal Museum is open, which is the destination when we get there. But they've got a reservation for us whenever we want it on the site. Similarly for the Jacobean steam train, We've already got a date there and we've got the van booked in already for the dates. I think it's in September. But now we can, after this next few days, we can book in anywhere we want, when we want. Now Elaine's fully retired, we're not beholden to school holidays or holidays that the works will allow us. We can go and enjoy ourselves. Talking of things being carried over from last year we we should have gone to a Michael Bublé outdoor concert at the Derbyshire Cricket Club that was postponed until July this year until I had an email a couple of days ago which said it's been postponed until 2022 now, July 2022 <laughs> I hope I'm still around to enjoy it. But yes, I've got a bit more of a spring in my step this week. Other weeks I've been scratching around wondering what I can talk about. This week lots of things are happening. Lots of things are, are coming good. One of the last things I did before I did this uh, recording was crawl underneath the caravan and... Uh, take away some old jacking plates off the chassis underneath very flimsy looking things I don't think they, they don't look strong enough to pick the caravan up with as I said last week I bought a new jack for it and the plates that go with this new jack are twice as thick and really substantial compared to these things I've been taking off three out of the four bolts come off as easy as anything but there's one that is a little bit of a pig so I'll have to go under that tomorrow with the uh, angle grinder and grind the bolt off I didn't want to do that I was hoping they'd all come off surprised myself that three of them did because they looked rusted up enough but they did move, they did come off so one of the things left to do now is fit these brackets for the new jack system clean the van down then I'll be in there after I've washed it and cleaned it and done all the work I should be in there flushing sterilizing cleansers through the water system make sure that's not harboring any bugs over winter from the water system checking all the electrics that all works checking all the gas appliances the heater the water heater cooker checking all the electrics out making sure everything is in full working order see what gas bottles I've got if we need any gas and by Thursday Friday at the latest we shall be geared up and ready to go can't wait in fact One of the last times we were out, in fact, it was the last time we were out last year, we were up in Yorkshire near Ravenscar, the town that never was, where it was all laid out with the roads and some of the houses, but people didn't buy them, so the town was never built. Big station platform and station buildings there, row of shops, huge hotel, and that's about it. Half a dozen houses and that's it. But if you walk round the fields, you can see all the curbstones and the foundations for the roads that would have been there. And then just the odd house as a show house on the corner. Anyway, we were staying near there and we had a violent storm. We'd only got the porch awning up, we hadn't got the big one up, but it was violent and it was knocking things about a bit. So we took our awning down. <laughs> But such was the weather and the gale force and whatnot, we we didn't put it away properly, we just collapsed it and threw it into the back of the car to start with. (laughs) When we woke up the following morning, next door's awning had collapsed completely. We had to go and help them take theirs down and get theirs down the same. They stuffed theirs in the back of the car. When we put the van into storage, we put the awning in the van out of the way. I'd forgotten all about it until we fetched the van today. So one of the things we've had to do is get this awning out and fold it up properly and put it back in the bag. <laughs> there are people in the know as do caravanning or tell you that uh, an awning is divorce in a bag. Because no matter how often you've used the awning, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, either putting it up or taking it down and folding it away you can always hear couples disagreeing <coughs> about how it should all be done sometimes the arguments get uh, get quite heated we're lucky we might disagree about how things are done or shall we say have a conversation about uh, our different opinions of how things should be folded but we've never got to the stage where we've where we've been as nasty with each other as I've seen some people be. Hence the joke of calling it divorce in a bag. Well, I've rambled on a bit this week. I've gone from caravans to royalty to holiday destinations to being out on the canals. But that's because different things have happened that have got my interests back again, got things going. I just need to get down to the lake or the river with my fishing rods and get out onto the stands with my shotgun and I shall be a very happy, happy man. Fishing will come because that's not a problem, it's just that I've been very, very busy. With one thing and another, we've not had a day free, Elaine and myself, just lately. I only need a a couple of hours to be able to go down to the, the river, spend an hour and a half at the river and come back again. That's not a problem. I'll enjoy that. Shooting, of course, depends on social distancing and when we can congregate in groups of more than six and groups of more than so many households because we all work together getting the traps out of the shed setting everything up and standing together at the stand while we're waiting to shoot so we'll have to keep an eye on that one as when we're allowed to get out and about well I think that's about it for this week things have flowed in my head this time I've, I've been able to talk away without having to worry what i'm saying or try and think of what i can link the next thing to i've been rambling away and not really linking anything to anything i've just spoken it as it's come into my head i had been trying to make notes previous weeks to my to try and seem as though i was being reasonable but i didn't make notes this week there was that much scrambling about in my head i couldn't make sense of even making notes so whatever you've got is straight off the top of my head i'll try and coordinate myself a bit better for another time get my thoughts in order but there again i hope you've enjoyed my enthusiasm for the things i do i'll keep trying 10 half an now